Let's go! Who's up next? Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Xbox Empire, PSVG's weekly entry into the world of Microsoft, if you will. It is I, your host, Kevin, and with me, of course, is the yin to my yang, Mr. Donnie Reese. Greetings, Koopalings. What's up, Kev? This is a very exciting show. Is it? It is. I'm here every week. I don't know why you're so excited. It's not, nothing different is going on. Somebody that likes me is here. Oh, wait. That's the new thing. Hold on. Hold on. Let me look. look. I'm looking the wrong way. That's Donnie. Hi. There, this way. This I was way wondering way what you way. were doing. <laughs> You're still waving the wrong way. <laughs> no, on the screen, I'm waving the right way. This way. Well, that's true. I blame, I blame society for that. Yeah, that's why I looked this way initially, and then Donnie's like, that's the wrong way. I was waving at Donnie. So on Twitch, it's this way. So hi. Hi, Ryan. Hello. What's going on, friends? This, in case you aren't friend. Familiar, friend, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's well, no, he can, say, he can say friends now. Singular. At the end of the show, Just he will say one. friend. I mean, it depends on how your feelings on Cliffhanger on Sega CD, whether you like it or not. It depends Ooh. on our fr- the love of our friendship, you know? That's two Sega CD references mm. in one day on two different Xbox podcasts. Wow. It, it's, I mean, it's been two Sega CD references in the last 10 minutes. Just one wasn't on the air yet. Um, Shh, they're not supposed to know that. So in case you're not familiar, this is Mr. Ryan Turford from the Xbox Drive. Bah. Yep. Had to do it. Had to do it. How are you, sir? I am pumped how are you guys i'm he's kevin i'm kevin that's right i'm pumped ryan i'm glad you're here on all of today of all days i'm just glad to be here there's lots of awesome stuff to talk about i mean we had a longer show than normal today so i can imagine of course we can go no less than three hours tonight xbox talk all right, everyone. Please don't make it that uh, long. <laughs> I'm walking out. Donnie will take over from here. No, just just kidding. Um, Ryan is right, though. There was a lot that kind of happened, especially today, of all things yeah, around yeah. Xbox. Just a lot of Xboxes, which is good because uh, otherwise our show notes were completely blank. and We were going to talk about our favorite Game Pass games for an hour and a half. But now we don't have to, so that's good. So, uh, Donnie, why, why don't you jump into the first bit of news Yes, yes, we have, we have lots of news and lots of rumors to break down tonight, and um, all of them, I think, get me quite quite excited. Um, let's kick off first with the actual news news. This has been confirmed as of today. Xbox announces Summer Game Fest demo event alongside Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest. It'll happen July 21st through the 27th. It'll bring over 60 brand new game demos coming via a special demo tile that will be on the dashboard. So you will see when you log into your Xbox a Summer Games Fest, Xbox Game Fest. I'm not sure if we exactly know that yet, um, but you'll see a tile. Summer Game Fest one. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah, and you can click on it and you can download and try a bunch of games. Um, there's over 60, but they did note the following: Chris Tales, Destroy All Humans, Haven, Hellpoint, Skatebird, Raji, an epic, an ancient epic. The Veil and Welcome to Elk were all mentioned as many more coming later. The demos will be available for a week's time. It's a very... I, okay, so I got a few things I want to say. First thing, I want to give credit to Kyle, who correctly pointed out that uh, apparently the time to be excited about this was back in May, and I just missed it. Um, Jeff Keighley announced uh, on Twitter that Xbox was going to be doing this back like May 31st. Um, 
I have heard Jeff Keighley talk about it. I heard him talk about it. That's the part that I couldn't find. I want to say, if my memory serves, it was on the Tony Hawk like pre-stream, like the pre-show before they went live with that. Jeff was there talking for a few minutes, just hanging out. Um, but it might have been earlier than that. But I remember he said that he wanted the Summer's Games Fest to be like Steam's, where they had a lot of developers bring out demos, make them available, and essentially bring E3 home to, to us. I, When he said it, when I heard him talking about it, I legit thought he meant like in future years from now, <laughs> um, because it, it sounded like it was a heavy lift. Um, but Kyle did correct me and, sh- and stated he showed me the tweet and uh, that he said it was coming. I just didn't hear Xbox acknowledge it. So yeah. I wasn't excited about it because I didn't think there was going to be 60 of them. Like, even if you had shown me Jeff Keighley's tweet then, and I got to say for the record, I don't follow Jeff Keighley, I guess, as much as other people. Um, but when I went, like, if you had showed me that tweet and been like, they're doing, you know, Demo Fest, I would have been like, are they? Or is there just going to be like a demo or or four? You know, 60 is a whole big deal. And the fact that they're putting it right there on the dashboard has me very excited and I hope more people do it. Um, I mean, these games that they list don't excite me a whole lot, except for Skatebird. Skatebird's going to be totally awesome. Kevin's going to love it. Um, But I am extremely excited over the initiative, the prospect of doing this. This is what I want. And uh, Kevin, you and I have been talking about this since Nintendo brought demos to Best Buy. I've been talking about this forever, I feel, years. I've been saying, like, this is how it should be. And then as streaming has come on, as digital has come on, and especially, you of all people know, the past year, as E3 has gone away. Mm -hmm. I think I've been saying this at every opportunity with E3 to bring the conference to us, make us a part of the digital show. Show off, you know, your 20 games, and then say two of them you can try via a demo. It's not that big of a deal. I get it that it takes time and you have to build a demo and all that, but five minutes. Like the Wild of Heart did it last week. We played it. We had an enjoyable time. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's plenty of games that I'm excited to to hopefully be a part of this. But let me get off the mic and hand it to you guys for thoughts. What do you guys think? I'll let Ryan go first. So I actually think this is a fantastic move. This is when E3 got canceled on the Xbox Drive. Sean and I had a conversation about this. And I had pointed out then that I, this was an idea that I floated out there that I thought would be amazing because the, the, these developers are preparing the demos for E3 anyways. Why not continue to prep those demos and then just post them online for people to try at home? Yes, they're not necessarily representative of the, of the final product, some of them, because some of them are like pre-alpha demos, or at least that's just what you find on like an E3 stage or an E3 yeah. booth if you go there to play a demo. Um, but why not let people try them at home? And actually, this is something, this is not the first time Microsoft has done something like this because I'm trying to, and I've been racking my brain all day for the, about this because I think it was E3 2006 or 2007 where they did the, this on Xbox Live where there was over 20 or 30 demos that were just on the Microsoft stage that they made available during one week on Xbox Live. Um, available for customers, and then they just removed them from the store when when the uh, the event was over. Um, so this isn't exactly uncharted territory, especially because Steam's been doing this for a while now too. Um, so I think this is an amazing idea from Microsoft, not only to put the spotlight on some of the bigger games coming to Xbox, because I imagine it's not just going to be smaller titles in there. We only know about smaller titles right now, but I suspect we'll see first party demos as part of this. Uh, selection, especially with the Xbox first party event coming up. Um, but also it puts the spotlight on smaller developers as well. Some of the games that would have gotten lost in the shuffle that you might have played at the ID8 Xbox booth at E3, but you're not able to do that now because 
you're not going to the show to do that. So I think that this is an amazing way for people to discover new games. I, for one, told Sean Capri earlier today that there's probably there's 60 plus demos. I'm going to try and play all of them. <laughs> That's nice. no easy feat in one Ooh. single week, but I'm going to try and do it. I'm going to be the, the one person that's like crazy enough to try and play all the demos in a week to try all these different games. And uh, yeah, even though the, the list doesn't isn't super exciting, especially d- even something like Destroy All Humans, which would normally be a- actually exciting to check out, but it comes out the same week. So it's less almost less exciting because of uh, it. Yeah. Um, I do think that kind of puts a damper on it. But overall, I think this is a, an incredible idea and a slam dunk for Microsoft uh, for letting the users try this out. But Kevin, what do you think about this? I cannot wait to play Destroy All Humans again on my third generation console time. again. Um, yeah. Um, no, you're right. I I got some flack for this in the Discord from a few different people, including Donnie. But you're right about it's a cool concept that they're doing. Um, 60 brand new game demos. That's fantastic. Like you said, the list that they provided so far uh, underwhelming. That's fine because that's just the, the first trickle. Um, <laughs> I pause though at praising Xbox specifically for doing this because, like Donnie was saying, oh, Nintendo will bring demos to Best Buy, things like that. that that's right. And it would be Nintendo games. Uh, these aren't Xbox's games. This is Xbox mm-hmm. pushing out something that you're right. They would be there at E3 showing off this stuff as well, but it wouldn't necessarily be shown by Xbox per se. Um, so I, I pause a little bit to say Xbox is and I thought when Jeff Keighley initially talked about doing this, even before the Tony Hawk announcement period that Donnie was referencing for, I thought he mentioned it, this was going to be part of the thing he was trying to work through anyway with his he trying did. to. Yeah. So I didn't ever think this was going to be Xbox doing it, but now it appears it has Xbox banner over. Like I always expected it to be, you know, indie developers putting out demos for the different games, to try them out. That's all, you know, well and, and fine. I'm wondering what they're going to do to kind of separate it from the Steam one. So Steam just did theirs a couple weeks ago. I think they had over 100 demos out yeah. on theirs. Um, this is the second year Steam's done it, I think. Yeah, this is this has been a regular thing, semi-regular thing for Steam. And we may see some of the same games uh, as well, which is, sure. which is all, of like you said, you'd see it at E3. <laughs> um, I, I hope to gosh that there are some bigger titles than this. That's where I only pause. Um, because we talk about bringing E3 home, and I think the spirit of what Donnie was saying, like you get to try a Smash Brothers at home. Yeah. You get to try a Halo Infinite or something like that. Anything that you I, would wait four hours in line at a queue to play, it would be awesome if you could play it at home. Exactly. And this list so far is none of that. Of this course. is stuff that you'd walk up to if there was no line mm-hmm. and you didn't want to wait four hours to play Breath of the Wild 2 or something sure. like that. So I do hope it changes a little bit. Um, and I hope there are some bigger titles to announce. I am hard pressed to think that Microsoft is going to have much to actually own up at this presentation for demos. Uh, I said, I said in the discord, like halo, a lot of people are like, Oh, that'd be great. If the halo infinite demo dropped, there is no way that the first hands-on impression of any gamers for halo is going to be on this gen and not the series X. They don't want that first impression needs to be, Oh my God, series X just blew my mind with halo. I don't see them pushing it to this. Donnie mentioned Forza. That's a good, I think push that yeah. we could see Forza for sure. But to me, Forza is great. I love Forza. They all look the same. No, I, I, I don't get need it. a demo for it. Forza, like it's just going to be driving in a different place. Forza doesn't yeah. move your needle. I, I 100% get where you were coming from. I would hope yeah. that Microsoft is maybe saving the inclusion for when they do their show to right. maybe give this, a, this promotion a little bit more excitement. You know, yeah. even if Forza doesn't do it for you, if they have their presentation and they show us Forza and mm-hmm. they go, and by the way, 
You can play you it right can now. You can see Forza for the first time right now as we're doing this indie game thing over on your Xbox, and it'll get people to at least click on the app. That's yeah. a win-win for everybody. Give me a give me a Gears Tactics on console demo, yeah. something like that. I could see that happening, but I don't think anything else that they're working on currently that we know of. That could be smaller titles that we Battle aren't aware Toads. of that are, that are being done. That could be tried out now. Yeah, Battletoads is a good one, yeah. but I think a lot of stuff is being saved for Series X, yep. and they wouldn't want your first hands-on experience with it to be on the the Xbox One X even or Xbox One if, X. Even if they yeah. didn't. I, I really do love the initiative. If it's just all indie focus all the time, I hope they commit to it. I hope it's an annual thing. I think it's a, a great anytime any any console maker takes time to showcase the indies. PlayStation did today via the PlayStation blog. We've obviously had indie specific directs. Mm-hmm. I think this is. I I love all these initiatives, and I and I do find uh, at least a handful of gems that I really like playing every time anybody does anything like this. So yeah. the only other thing that I wanted to point out that I didn't say in the Discord earlier to you, Kev, is um, remember Game Pass started out with a list of games that nobody really cared about and wasn't that excited for. And mm-hmm. then like in year two, it got better and then it, yeah. it steamrolled. You know, it might be early. Like maybe, you know, this was kind of Jeff Keighley came to maybe when E3 closed and they're like, oh, God, we're not going to have an E3 show. Maybe Jeff Keighley is like, what about this? And maybe they're scrounging. But if it does well and it's positive, maybe next year. Maybe, like, maybe this becomes more of a trend and then maybe other people follow suit. That's that's really my only reason to be excited. I, I do realize that without a big giant game or, you know, releasing games that it is just demos. But I, I still like the I like the idea behind it. Um, so I want to ask you guys, I have one from Seth in the discord. Are there any games that you're hoping are included? Because I've got three. So for me, I would say. I mean, Halo Infinite obviously is up there. I mean, yes, oh, you're reaching for there's the a stars. possibility they, they want you to go through there. But, and no, I'm with Kevin. Kevin. I don't think there's a way that happens. <laughs> I think there's a possibility. I That'd think be cool. There's a possibility it does happen. I, I mean, I, for one, think there will be at least one first-party launch game for Series X that has a demo on this. I uh, agree. On, during this week, whether it's Forza or Halo or something else. There will yeah. be something Microsoft first-party. But I have some other ones, including... Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning, Ooh, I think, could have a demo here. That's a good think, one. Um, some other things that were announced th- during Summer Game Fest, like Crash, could have a demo here. That's a good one. Um, I think that would be really cool. Um, some other games coming out, um, just remakes or smaller games um, that we're excited about, I think, could have demos. I mean, just I think it's a lot of unannounced games at this point, which is the reason sure. why we only have the list of six or eight games uh, uh battletoads you mentioned it before i think that would be a perfect game that'd be a perfect one before i think so well yeah seth mentioned outriders and uh, i know a, a few folks are excited about that he also mentioned biomutant which is an interesting one because they're mm-hmm. doing a current like a little demo round that they've been showing and everything and it looks pretty good i think maybe getting it out that's one of those where it could go either way right because I do realize that putting out a demo, if it's not a good demo, right? That's the thing from the developer side. Yeah. Like you have to make a good demo. Because if you make a bad demo, you might lose people. Like before you yeah. ever got a chance to earn their money, they might just be like, I'm not going to play this thing. So there is a risk. Mm-hmm. So he mentioned those. I'm going to mention um, first one. I don't know, Kevin. I don't think you're going to like this one. But Fuser is a game that's been making the rounds a bit. This is Harmonic's new rock band, DJ style, uh-huh. whatever. People are playing it now. Their impressions piece is going up. I would yeah. love to get... 10 minutes with that game before I decide where to buy it and if I'm going to buy it and all that. Cause I, I'm still, I love the idea and the concept. Everything they've shown is good, but I'm still not sold that it's actually something that I want to pay $60 for. 
Um, the second one, Kevin, I, I picked this one not specifically for you. Also, I haven't heard about it in a while. It's, getting, it's gone dark. You might remember this at Xbox's show last year. That demo that they had, or that indie game, 12 Minutes, that loop game that had that detective narrative type thing. I would love to see that again. It's like it's literally gone quiet, like completely quiet since then. And then uh, I want to play Tunic. I've been wanting to play Tunic forever. Sean Capri got to play Tunic and, and infinitely mm, forever jealous. Tunic would be great. Tenet, Tunic would get me again. so excited if they were like, you can try Tunic right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a, that's a pop moment for me. Like That would make me very, very happy. And uh, I know I said it in the Discord too. I really love these types of things. I think that's how I, and this is exactly how they did PT and I found PT and they were like, and and check out this weird thing we're doing right now. And it's just that, that motivation, like, Hey, there's something you can actually do. Like stop watching the video and go check this thing out. Um, I really got behind. So I thought those were really cool. Um, and there's a bunch of others, but those were kind of the ones that I was thinking about. What about you, Kev? For, for Fuser. So quick question. You don't need any peripherals to play that one. It's all done on the controller. See, I feel that takes away from it. Like, bring me DJ Hero back. I don't know. Oh, Rock Band uh, was really fun if you played that on 360, which was the ability to play Rock Band songs on the controller. On the controller. They did it a really they cool kind of adapted it to uh, DS as well. They brought that like kind of same yeah, that's right. idea. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, Gears Tactics would be a cool one for me to, to try on console. I'm trying to temper the expectations a little bit in hopes that I get something big. Because like you said, when you think of like the E3, I, I'm thinking these big titles and like Kingdoms of Amalur, that's 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 a pretty good guess too, although I have a bad history uh being from Rhode Island 38 Studios, but that's besides the point for another podcast. Um there are I feel like I'm trying to figure out why a, a major developer or a bigger developer would go to this Xbox thing as opposed to just doing one on their own. We've heard that so many of these mm-hmm. different studios were planning on doing some sort of an event so like ubisoft why would ubisoft release their demo on xbox just to be a part of marketing i mean because ubisoft's going what next week yeah so they could just say it next week like hey we're participating in the demo event on xbox you know yeah play watchdogs legion two weeks from now yeah as a demo it's just free marketing i think i mean i don't think xbox is going out there paying people to be included oh no i definitely don't think yeah i just think it's probably just free marketing it's honestly i would i would just flip your question why not you know, well, like, like you're not so, committed to doing it only on right. Xbox, right? So the why not, and this is where I was kind of going with this is, so if they do do 60 games and let's say 50 of 55 of them are not Xbox games and the last five are like their stuff. Yeah. The story is going to be about those five things that are their stuff and nobody else's stuff is going to get any of the press or any of the attention. Unless because, they're you know, good. But yeah. you got one week. Like, there's yeah. not enough time to really sort through. Dude, you might like, find the, the next of, Overcooked or something in there. But th- that's what I'm saying. But you'd have to know what it is going in. And and I feel like if you put these indies with the Halos, the Forzas, it's not going to be about these little ones. Like, you're really going to have to dig. And maybe by the time you find something, it's it's gone. I mean, like, that's kind of where I'm like, you're I saying something that's different. true, but the opposite yeah. side of that, right? If I want to flip your coin against it, the opposite side of that is if they don't announce anything, then it's just any games. You give nobody the reason to click to begin with. Yeah. Put at least one thing over there to make them open it up. At least get them looking at it. If you can get eyes on, you've done your job. You can lead a horse to water. Can't make them drink. I don't know. I just feel like all these studios could just release the demos anyway. They don't need Xbox to do it. Right. But mm, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to say this, but I don't want to regurgitate all of my E3 things, but you know exactly how I feel about this. Yes. Everybody could release demos and everybody can have their own announcement and YouTube and everything. 
but doing it together in an organized fashion makes more sense. You yourself have said it during this E3 season. Nobody can keep track of what's going on anywhere. I didn't even know that Keeley announced that this was happening and I have an Xbox podcast. <laughs> like, so the idea that there's a dashboard that will bring it all together in one place and that there will be a video event that will at least on the pre-show tell you that the event is happening. I think that is better than your scenario where everybody can do it on their own. Well, so where where did they announce that Grounded was going to be available for that that short period of time? That was on an Inside Xbox. Inside right? Xbox. Yeah. Okay. I didn't watch any of that Inside Xbox, and I knew Grounded was out, and I went and played it. So I think yeah. the fact if you have something playable, that will I think get that, past. The I think that helps because these you're, announcements and trailers. You're connected to us, and we tell you that Grounded's available. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but again, this is coming to an, a, an a section of your dashboard, so anyone who logs into their Xbox. That week, whether yeah, they know about it. it or not, that's you'll see true. That there, that's a big deal, especially because it'll probably be right next to the store. So you better believe, like, you'll have to go buy it to go to the store. So everyone's going to see it and know it's there that has an Xbox. That's so true. I that's think people good. might click on it by mistake. Exactly. Like I think that's <laughs> your thing about it free publicity. Dobby is absolutely right because like it's good publicity because no matter uh, whether you're aligned with Xbox or not, like if your game is there and you and someone scrolls down and sees that. That's eyes on your game right there. Better hope the cover art is good, right? Because if yeah, the cover art is good, bad. you might get a download, right? But if your cover <laughs> art is bad, go on to the next thing. I mean, there, there, we can pick it apart um, in a lot of different ways. I, I just prefer I would choose to kind of prop it up. It's not hurting anybody by doing it. I don't think. I don't really see there's any downside unless you release a bad demo and somebody goes, "I'm never going to buy this game." Or you play 12 hours worth of Skatebird and you miss out on actually good games. It'll probably be timed. <laughs> You got to play Skatebird. Now you realize that now you have to stream Skatebird. I will just, and I will mock it the entire. Why time. would you go in there just like that? They just, can't skate. They have no hands. That's you can't the do an ollie without a hand. That's Kevin, the beauty of it. Kevin you can't grab your board. You don't have the games care. that you have propped up that you've liked <laughs> to bring this here. I can't no, allow I, to pass. No, no, I, I know. I the, the <laughs> ludicrousty of it you'd think would be totally my thing. It's just like you got Skate coming out and you have Tony Hawk coming out. Yeah, Nobody this is coming out later. Nobody out needs after. it. I was thinking about Tony Hawk because you know they're releasing the Tony Hawk demo next week. Yes, for people that pre-ordered. For pre-ordered. Yep. What yep. if they threw that in there too? Just like, hey, you, you should be pissed because you pre-ordered. I was, to get I was to pre-ordering demo. it anyway, with or without the demo. But what if there was a separate demo that wasn't the warehouse, but a different level from Tony Hawk? Oh, uh, that's good. You, but then you should be mad that you pre-ordered and you didn't get that one as well. But that demo will be only available for one week. So yeah. it'll be gone Dude, from the store before you knew it. Of Tony what Hawk. if the demo has the soundtrack to Bare Naked Lady singing one week? Oh. Well, clearly you just know it's Canada Day today. And that's the <laughs> I know. That's why I have heard all day. <laughs> I, totally, I, I was like, right speaking of Tony Hawk, Wave Break is another game. I was actually going to buy it on Stadia, but the price is a little higher than I wanted to spend for it on Stadia. But it's like Tony Hawk. It's like Tony Hawk meets Wave Wave Race, Kevin. And uh, uh, yeah, I would like to see that demo included as well. I'm eager to play it. Like I said, I could be totally wrong. I just, I was hoping for something grander and maybe it will be, and maybe I'm completely wrong. It's just the first foot forward to hey, me seems to be a repetition of their, their first Xbox series X event where they showed a whole bunch of indie demos and other games that everyone was like, meh, where's master chief? Where's, where's gears? Where's, this? I think the difference is this time around is they're not branding it as an ID Xbox summer yes. game fest collaboration. They're branding it as the Xbox and summer game fest collaboration. Because if it was just ID Xbox, then it probably would just be indie games. Yeah. So it, them showing, putting the Xbox game forward, I think really is a statement to say that there will be first party games of consequence 
as part of this event. A wasteland demo, almost for sure. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. I didn't think about that until now. I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be there. Um, Okay. We got some Game Pass updates. Soul Calibur, CrossCode, Fallout 76, coming to Game Pass on PC and console, Out of the Park Baseball arrives on Game Pass via the personal computer. Dead Rising 4, Metal Gear Solid 5, Undertale, Blazing Chrome, leaving Game Pass on the 15th. So if you haven't played Metal Gear Solid 5 yet, if you don't already have a copy, and if nobody's claimed it for you, and you haven't given it to you, you didn't find one on the street somewhere, you better <laughs> play it before it's too late. Also, don't sleep on Blazing Chrome or Undertale, because those games are also amazing. Blazing Chrome is an amazing, like, uh, Contra-style 2D uh, side-scrolling shooter, and then Undertale is an amazing uh, old-school RPG. So definitely check those out uh, before they leave if you haven't already. I've been tracking CrossCode for two years Mm -hmm. now and been telling people about it over on Nintendo Shack, and this is yet just another line of Game Pass games that are saving me from spending money on Nintendo Switch. As I keep saying every time, I swear to you, they watch a direct and then they pick up the phone and they call those people. And they're like, hey, do you want to put your game on Game Pass? It's like they're letting Nintendo curate their Game Pass library. It's crazy. (laughs) They get one out of like, it's like one out of three. It's nuts. (laughs) I find it funny too. all the press things I was seeing about this, uh, this, these new Game Pass updates refer to Fallout 76 as Fallout 76 Wastelanders. They're really trying to separate, but like. No, no, this is the fixed version. It's a new it's thing. Get the other version. Like it's no, it's the same game, guys. They just released that those NPCs that you needed from the start. Um, it's not a different game, but yeah, for those people that have really been on the fence with Fallout seventy six, but like Garrett bought it like last week, but I think he paid like six dollars for it. So it's not even like he could be that mad about it. He didn't pay sixty like I did. Um, Return it, Gary. But try it. <laughs> yeah, try it now if you're a Fallout fan because it is so much better. It is a adequate Fallout game now. Uh, with the addition of the NPCs and the actual story mode behind it. So uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely exciting. And Soul Calibur, I'll try. I haven't played a Soul Calibur in a long time. Uh, I, used to I, really enjoy, I used to really enjoy those games. So this is this is exciting. GameCube. The, the one thing I will say about Soul Calibur 6, it has a really underrated campaign. If you Ooh. at all like fighting game cam- story-based campaigns, it has a really lengthy campaign and it's awesome. So definitely make sure to check out the campaign for Soul Calibur 6. If you like single player fighting games. Now, who's who's the is there an exclusive person for Xbox on this one? Uh, no, the uh, guest character this time around is uh, Geralt from Geralt. But he's on all the all the versions. Yeah, he's on all the consoles. Okay. And all then right, was uh, there was a bunch of DLC characters like two uh, B's in it uh, from near Automata, as well as a bunch of death or characters. That's so right. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It'd be cool I haven't played out. it since GameCube. I wasn't joking. That's that's a real thing. I haven't played Soul Calibur since GameCube. <laughs> Soul Calibur is my favorite uh, 3D fighting game series. I like it better than Tekken and uh, a lot of other 3D fighting games. So I have a soft spot for Soul Calibur every time it comes around. I've always enjoyed it. I've always enjoyed it. In the arcade back in the days, oh, such a good game. So much fun. The last news item that I had is Ooblets, which we've been following and tracking for a while, mm. is launching into early access on the Epic Game Store and the Xbox Store July 15th, but a price is yet to be given, or at least there wasn't one when the last time I checked earlier today. Uh, I don't see anything here either yeah. now. I'm excited about that one. You guys might remember that I got to interview Sarah Condi with ID at Xbox, and she talked about Ooblets quite a bit, and she's very excited about it. And she kind of sold me on it. Um, it really oh, does the price. I'm sorry? Price. I have the price. Ooh. Uh, it will be uh, 20% off for the first week on both platforms. That will knock the usual $25 price down to 20 until July 22nd. So. That's perfect. I'll definitely try it for 20 I was afraid it might Absolutely. be $29.99 or $39.99. But uh, for those of you who may not be aware, it's a farming game 
also like a light creation game. Um, maybe I don't even know, like you can dance with your creations and stuff like that. So it gets a little wonky from there. Um, but, uh, Kevin, I mean, it's, it's definitely weird and it's definitely unique. You should probably give it a try. I was planning on getting it anyway, so I'll probably buy this one. You don't need to buy this one. I will. Oh, um, yeah. Cause Ooblets, I was all over, uh, for a long time. Uh, this just seemed really good. It's like, uh, animal crossing meets like Pokemon a little bit kind of with a little bit of like, look, yeah. Power up. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. We lost Kevin for a minute. I'll, I'll segue from here. I mean, I didn't know anything about Ooblets until just now. So this oh, is really? on my radar. But at the same time, I'm also not someone who likes farming simulators. So I don't know if this is a Ryan Turford game, but uh, I don't know. I might check it out at some point. Uh, sure. I mean, I see everyone else on the internet talking about it. It's 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 either that or Bug Snacks. So Bug Snacks. I mean, those are the two games that the internet likes to talk about right now. So um, it is probably worth paying attention to if you like those types of games. It's just, yeah, I've never really been like a Stardew Valley uh, Animal Crossing person. All right, Ryan, I wrote down uh, some rumors. There's been lots and lots of rumors in the Xbox space, which um, before we even get into them, I wanted to say, I think it makes sense because by all accounts, they were supposed to have an event in June. Um, Mm -hmm. Like one, they were supposed to have E3. Two, when E3 went away, they were supposed to have something in June. That seems to be pretty widely believed at this point. And then they stopped. So you'd have to think if they had all of those plans happening, at some point it's going to start leaking. And it appears like it might, like it might be starting to leak. And I hope they can keep this presentation kind of under wraps for another twenty-ish days or so, because uh, I'd hate to see it leak like a week ahead of time. That would, that would be unfortunate for them as they're trying to like kind of, I don't know, re-jumpstart, you know, a lot of their franchises and stuff going forward. Yeah, it'd be nice to have some some awesome surprises with the event coming around. But obviously. We've been hearing that the event is uh, a couple weeks away, so yep. yeah, it could be a while before uh, before we hear anything about these games. And yeah, I would, I, I mean, some of the games we are the worst kept secrets in gaming right now. Like, for example, something like Fable. Yes, you know, we can assume that's coming. We already pretty much know it's coming. So if that leaks ahead of time, you know, we kind of already know about that. It's more the surprise, the the things we don't know about yet that uh, I really hope they they keep under wraps, or at least are able to i mean you never know walmart canada hasn't struck yet yes that's true so uh you never know that might actually happen so speaking of these rumors jeff grubb venture beat as corroborated by the video games chronicle says that the xbox series x first party showcase will be july 23rd unless it gets moved right like we live in a fluid time but right now the date is set to be july 23rd that puts it square in the middle of this indie thing that we just broke down And uh, they did mention that it will feature some games from third-party partners. So if you were taking them to the letter of what they said back in May, and you were like, there can't be any third parties there because they said it was first-party only, it appears like there will be some third-party partners there. You'll see some other games in addition to their first-party exclusives. And then Andy Robinson went on and said that the initiative will be there, and they will be showing their game. It's very exciting. The hype begins. I'm so I'm so hyped to see what they're working on. I mean, we probably know what it is already. We think we know. I, we think we know. But at the same time, whether it's that or something else, I've just we've been waiting for forever to see what the initiative is working on. Obviously, they're a new studio. It takes a long time for them to develop whatever they're working on because they're trying to go uh, quadruple A uh, with whatever game they're working on. So yeah, I'm just super excited for this event, even if it does have third party stuff. I'm I'm just really excited to see what Microsoft has just from first party. I think this is the event that they need to, it's probably the most important event in all of 
Xbox 3, where they, they have so much riding on this that uh, they really need to show up and show that they have games that you want to play just on their consoles, or at least on Xbox and PC at this point. They, they need you to give you that reason to buy Series X. And I think from what we're hearing right now, I think all signs point to yes, but uh, you never know. I mean, uh, a lot could change between now and then, or uh, yeah, like even some third-party games. I imagine anything that's third-party that's that'll be there will either be timed exclusive or just exclusive to Xbox. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't yeah. imagine, it, just like the PlayStation Showcase, I imagine they're not bringing anything there that is not at least somewhat exclusive to Xbox. So that's exciting, if, especially if it's a long conference too. Like what if it's like two hours of Xbox third and first party games? Like that would be amazing. I was saying so earlier, this event, plus what they're doing with the indies and the demos and the showcase, if you wrap it all together and you sit there, it might kind of feel like you're watching Xbox at E3 again. It could. <laughs> I don't know if it will, but it could. Like you could kind of have that feeling again. That excites me. But Ryan, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about how you phrased your last response because um, I've been kind of alluding to this uh, for a bit in our Discord, in our conversations with folks that like other consoles more. And I think largely a lot of us have already pre-decided. It's been predetermined. You and I are yeah. buying an Xbox. We know that. Yeah, it's an interesting thing to look at somebody else because, like, uh, there there are like rumors going around of what could be the Xbox Series X showcase. Um, I don't believe them, but they're there. It's a very impressive list. Just like let's say it were true, this is extremely impressive compared to really most any presentation to have that much content, that much exclusives. But at the same time, so I want to rope Kevin back in here. Welcome back. I don't think it would necessarily move the needle for non Xbox folks. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the interesting part where they really have two or three shots that I think with fable, a perfect dark or whatever the initiative is going on. Maybe they bring in another studio or obsidian, but like we've been talking about it quite a bit. If you're not already in on gears and halo and Forza, chances are you're not going to be one over, you know, and there's a lot of that already there. And, and that's, that's, I mean, that's both reality. Like, I get that. I'm not super in on Halo. But it's also kind of, like, sad because Halo is so big and so many people are. But I guess that's just the way franchises go, right? When you decide to get that, you know, invested into one game, that's just you'll always have that thing of people that love that game and the people that don't. Um, so, Kev, what do you think about uh, the event scheduled for July 23rd, these rumors, and then the idea that they could have some second-party partners and... And really just kind of, once you go into some conjecture, what you're looking for from from Xbox. Yeah, I mean, Ryan said it best. I was going to bring it up if he didn't, was I, I think there really needs to be some sort of, not dependency, but inclusion of the different third parties that are offering games. And I would say they need to do stuff something like Sony did where saying, hey, here's all these other games too, by the way, and they're going to be at least a timed exclusive or have some sort of exclusive content. Uh, the big one we haven't seen yet that's been delayed and pushed back and rumored over and over and over again is Call of Duty. Now, traditionally, that's a Sony thing for the last couple of years to be like, oh, it's first there, they get the DLC first or whatever, or first look, you know, maybe it's time to flip that now with Xbox. And this that would be a big one for them right there that we haven't seen yet this year. Um, I, I agree with you, Donnie, that if you're not in on Xbox right now, looking at that rumored list, there's not much to pull people in. Although I think maybe some fans that got to see and experience things like Breath of the Wild for the first time on Switch, something like Fable may pull them over. Uh, yeah. Because they, they haven't seen that from an Xbox console in a long time, let's be honest. Um, so I just think they need to have some innovation, some some new or at least 
you know, IP we haven't seen in a long time to get people hyped up and going because we know the Forzas are coming. We know the Gears is coming. We know the Halo is coming. Um, we need to see some more things because honestly, and I know we've I've said this time and time again, and I, I think you're along this lines here for the most part, Donnie, is, is Microsoft's first party offerings have been a little underwhelming overall for I the think- last couple of years, really. I think if we add in their new studios amount of content, I think they're good enough to sell Game Pass. Yes, but right. They're not. I've said it a bunch. They're not PlayStation. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. They're not gonna be PlayStation either. Yeah. Like they're just not. Like there are different levels of studios and their output, and that's not down putting gear. I put Gears and Halo and Forza up against any game in the genre. Like they are as good as it gets in the genre. But if you're just comparing one to one against Sony, Sony has more studios that do that single player adventure narrative game better. Um, the question that I've been bringing up for the folks that, um, for the folks that like talk to, to talk to me about it in our discord and say, like, I can only play these types of games over there. It's not that they have to be better. It's that they have to be in the conversation. Yes. I don't think they need seven of them. I think they need three and we've got one with Hellblade. (laughs) That's one. I think if you can get there, it's not your one, but it is one. That's one. If you can get there with Fable and get one more. Now you're talking because with those plus Halo and Forza and Minecraft and Dungeons, it starts to become too. I'm looking at it, it starts to become a quantity type thing because of Game Pass, though. That's the key. Because of Game Pass, they're almost yeah. more attractive than they are. It's like the, 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 the collection is more attractive than some of its parts. Yeah. It's like, man, yeah. you get this box, you pay 15 bucks a month, and you have them all. See, I'm I'm with you on the fable piece. I'm not I'm not there in Hellblade, man. I know I know I know, I know, I know you I know give me junk about it. I do. It's, I will. It's here. It's but here's the thing. It is, <laughs> they can try as much as they want. It is not a triple A game. To me, it will forever feel like a third party mediocre game. Well, that's unfortunate. It's it it doesn't bring up the same hype levels. And it, I mean, I'm not even pulling the Sony conversation. In. I'm pulling the Nintendo conversation in. When you see Nintendo do an event typically like an E3, they're bringing title after title after title at a first party that people will buy millions of copies of. Xbox needs that same type of appeal to the mass quantity. Like you look at, and that's kind of a subdivision, same thing with Sony as well. Nintendo fans buy almost everything Nintendo does. Mm -hmm. So like regardless of the genre, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, Animal Crossing, like those are, you couldn't get any different in those types of games, but yet every normal, not normal, almost every Nintendo Switch owner will have those titles in their stable or have played them. With Microsoft, it seems to be like, well, if you like Forza, you like Forza. Uh, You might also like Halo, but then things like Minecraft might not appeal to you at all. Like, they don't seem to make that ecosphere that's inclusive of the audience. And that's fine. You don't need to. I just want to say Game Pass. (laughs) That's all I want to say. But their so their entries into Game Pass. See, this is what I think. Game Pass, I love it. I love the offerings. I love everything that's there. I feel like their first party titles have lost quality in being pushed to Game Pass. And I don't know if it's because they're like, well, we don't need to do as much because it's going to be in Game Pass, and we know we're not selling as many sixty dollars copies, or what it is. It's just something has been like the writing, the spirit of the game seems to have been a, a step down since that appeal. So I get with you, quantity is great. Don't get me wrong. Like you're throwing sixty demos at us. That's a great thing. But I still want to see some AAA come out. You know, we know Halo is going to do it, but I want to see an Xbox title come out that just gets everybody in the industry's attention and not just like a select subset. That's what I want to see. And I think Fable resurrecting that would be a great thing. Perfect Dark, I think, while I don't think everybody will jump in and necessarily buy or play that, I think bringing that back in a new style, a new way would get everybody talking about it again. I think that's what Microsoft needs to do is, as you said, be in the conversation. And I think you need some 
big, you know, megaton announcements to have that and also lean on the third parties with some exclusives, timed exclusives, whatever the case is, to, to pad that stable for the Xbox Series X launch. And that's what I'm hoping to see is just the support, some surprises, and just some, something else besides the games we know are already going to be there. Like, yeah, you can show me a, a trailer for Halo and I'll, I'll get more excited for it most likely, but I know it's coming. Hellblade, I know it's coming. Like, I want to see the stuff I don't know is coming and what that looks like to shape up the future for Xbox. Yeah, and if you look at the Sony playbook, uh, and this is something we talked a little bit about on the Xbox Drive today, is that the the, the big franchises that became those games were either uh Games that were be- that were reboots of franchises that went in completely different directions, like God yep. of War, or mm-hmm. new IPs like The Last of Us that brought yep. uh, that thought about games in a different way. And really, I think that's just what Microsoft needs to do at this point. Because I think if you look at Perfect Dark, yes, traditionally it's not that type of game when you look at the the older the last two Perfect Dark games, but I think it can be that game mm-hmm. with the with the right level of love and polish. Likewise, I think that uh, the next game from Obsidian, whatever that's going to be after The Outer Worlds, can be that game where yeah. they, they'll bring us a new IP and a new world to look at. Because I think the problem with stuff like Halo and Gears, is you hit the nail on the head with it, is that you're not going to bring in new people necessarily with that. Or you might bring in a, a small subset, but you're never going to bring like a large number of people in because there's some franchise fatigue there. Or something like yeah. Gears 5, as amazing as Gears 5 was... There is all this history and backstory you kind of need to know from the other Gears games, which creates some friction. It's not like Final Fantasy where, yes, there's 15 Final Fantasy games, but you don't need to play all 15 of them to know what's going on. Each game is different. So I think that's what they need more than anything is that is just new IPs, new experiences, new franchises to look forward to, while also reinventing some older ones like Fable or Perfect Dark. So I think think that's what I'm hoping for, too. Yeah, and I think all those new studios they've acquired, hopefully those will be the surprises. Those will be the ones that we weren't, yeah. you know, we didn't see coming. And that, that's what I'm trying to be hopeful for. It's just that at face value, when they first announced all these acquisitions, a lot of them were like, oh, cool, they got this studio, they got that studio. But they didn't have anything necessarily that they did that was like, oh, my God, I freaking loved what they did before. It was always like, oh, that's cool. They're adding more there. So I'm hoping that with Microsoft's guidance and, and money that a lot of these developers were able to do things they weren't they just couldn't do before yeah and we see that hellblade's a great example too because even though i know kevin you didn't really love hellblade i think ninja theory is a studio that can make that kind of game they could be yeah. a sucker punch or yep. uh, insomniac down the road be. with the yep. right funding Yep. Like that that game is made on like a Hellblade was made on like a shoestring budget. Yep. And, yep. and it turned out to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Imagine what they can do with uh, the Microsoft backing. And I would Microsoft. expect the second one to be bigger, grander, and I think that's why they kind of led with it first. And it's, yeah. and, it, and it's also one of their more character driven games, which are also that's, selling. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, but uh, Kevin, I I just gotta say, I feel like. Uh, Feel like it's inevitable that you might be let down if you're if you're if, so. the, if the standard is <laughs> I need you to show me something that is more exciting than God of War, Spider Man, or The Last of Us. You're gonna be let down. There's no. I'm not saying it's, more. It's like, I'm saying as you said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you have to think about it this way, and this is a, a, a outside. You're of setting them up to comparison. fail. You basically have to think about it like Microsoft is DC, and then Sony is Marvel at this mm. point. And I think that that's where we at, where we're at with this. And I think. Like Microsoft probably has the most room to grow between the two of them because yeah. they have they they have the ability to catch up. I think they just you know need to be able to prove that. I think this fall, but again, they don't need to be. They, I don't think they have to meet Sony right now, but they need to show give a reason for people to care 
about this platform going forward. They I just need enough. Again, they just need enough. They need enough to make the purchase. Like they just need to be in the conversation again. They need to make you think about it. Mm-hmm. You're right. They don't need to be better. They just need to make you think about it. So many people right now, I don't even think are even considering buying an Xbox. That's right. what this show has to do. You got to put it in the conversation. They go, Ooh, maybe if they can and, do and- that, then it's a win. If they can and get that's, there, that's, that's where I'm going. Like, I'm rooting for them to do better. That's really what I'm trying to do yeah. here because you look at – so their, their first outside the, the you know Series X unveiling thing, they showed some things, showed all those games everyone's kind of like, meh, about. So now, now you've been radio silent for a month. Now you're coming back. You are allegedly going to show the consoles, maybe Lockhart if that's out there, and all these there. games – I just want to see them like that's the thing. Like you need to give people a reason to say, "Mic drop, let's go." So mm-hmm. it can't just be, "Well, here's the price," because we've already been yelling at that damn thing to get for months now. Because it's like, okay, you're gonna give me the price, and it's gonna be out in a week at this yeah. point. The way the way they're moving, so you need to give people time to, to sit there and say, if they're on the Sony bandwagon hardcore and they're not jumping, not necessarily to make that jump to Xbox, but to say, mm, you know what, maybe I'm gonna buy both. Maybe I'm missing something. I need to save up or do something like they, they they have to give people a reason to swing and then give them a purpose to go. And then it's got to be Halo or Fable. Gears I, I won't fine, be ready you, you and impress. Right. Like Gears won't be ready. And, and I don't think yeah. Hellblade will be ready either. So it's got to be Halo or Fable. And I'm not even sure Fable's ready, but I'm still stuck on the fence on what Halo is going to be. And I think people may be disappointed, but mm. we shall see. Yeah, well, we shall see. 2.0. Who knows? That's we'll that's see. what we I've been. See. That's exactly what I've been saying. Guess I really what? hope it's not that. <laughs> I'm excited anyway because they've had a lot of, and I've said this a bit. For those of you that want to hear a bit more optimistic take, they've had a lot of studios working for a few years now, and we haven't seen much. So I know just sheer timelines. They're ready to stalk. Like they're ready to talk. I think that's. I think that's evident. Um, Lockhart, you just mentioned the magic word. Um, this thing. It's like leaking left to right. <laughs> um, Microsoft's internal uh, development kit documentations have mentioned the unannounced console by name. The documentation goes on to reference a Lockhart profiling mode, Xbox Series S, as well as, quote, Project Scarlet Consoles, plural, not console, consoles. Um, we've got a few news, uh, news bits today. Before we get into that, I just want to mention Jez has been working, um, quite a bit chasing this down. He says that the Lockhart looks more like your standard Xbox console. So there've been a lot of, a lot of people have been taking the Series X and cutting it in half, making yeah. it look like a GameCube. That actually got me excited. I was like, that's kind of cool. I wouldn't mind having like the little cube. So I'm a little upset that apparently it just kind of looks like the, the current Xbox One or, you know, S or X models. And then, um, but I do want to get into, because over at uh, The Verge, Tom Warren went on record, and uh, he actually put down some 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 specs to go with this model. And I think this is the, the meat that people really care about. The dev kit allows game developers to enable special Lockhart mode that has a profile of performance that Microsoft wants to hit with their second console. We understand that to include 7.5 gig of RAM, a slightly underclocked CPU, all around four teraflops of GPU performance. The Xbox Series X obviously is 13 and a half, and so I don't have to go over that again. Um, you're a gamer publisher wrap up confirming that June was in fact the Xbox original plan to unveil Lockhart. As Kev, as we talked about it, if you ain't ready to talk price and everything, delay it. It looks like this might be delayed until actually after this event this July. It might be next month. So we may not even get prices and pre-orders for the console at this event. We might have to wait for the next event in August, of all things. Um, 
What do you guys think about it? Uh, oh, I did want, oh, I'm sorry, before I turn it over to you guys, I wanted to also pull out, Lockhart shares the exact same CPU as as the Xbox Series X. There has been a lot of talk in our own Discord, on our own shows, about how an undercut model would hold back the development of games, right? This box is, by all accounts and purposes, the exact same box, minus a disk drive, with a lower GPU. So when I've said sliders, and I keep pointing to PC as the proof, that looks like what we're getting here. Same exact game, has the same bus, has the same memory, has the same CPU. Everybody's been talking about the CPU bottleneck for, what, three years now at every digital foundry? All of that's out the window. Same exact box, just runs at a lower resolution. So I think that is all the proof needed to know that games won't be held back. But even if even if it wasn't, I don't think games were ever going to be held back. I think you can always push way forward with the hardware and dial it back as needed for the other platforms. Because look, wait, wait, wait. To- how's, how's, how's that worked on Switch so far? With dialing games We're back. Not, just wanna, is that really your I, point? <laughs> Switch. I, I'm, so, you're going to bring a tablet into into fold. Well, Come on. I, so same CPU, less GPU. Okay, that's fine. But now you're cutting the RAM in half too. Yeah. That can cause some problems if you have a large scoping. Not big if you're cutting the entire performance, 4K60, completely in half. If you're just saying I need it to run at 10 at 1080, Kevin, we could run 1080 last gen. I'm not talking about 1080. I'm talking about being able to generate a large world environment where you're moving around. Right. You might have load Pop times. and stuff like that. Yeah, That's going to yeah, affect the RAM. I'm not so here to that, tell you it's going to be the same thing. Right. I'm here to tell you that it's more than capable of running the game. It won't run at the best, but it's more than capable of running the game. People act like we'll never take advantage of the Series X because this game has to be playable in 1080p. And that's I'm just pointing out the fact that that I don't think has much merit actually at all as an argument. And I would just point to PC. PC has been doing this for a decade. It's not new. People act like this is just brand new. It's never happened before. Well, not only that, but the, this like Lockhart sounds like it's more powerful than Xbox one X. And yeah, we know for the foreseeable future, it's definitely Microsoft more efficient. It won't be able to, it won't be able to push the resolution that the X can, but it'll definitely right. be more, more efficient. It has all the bottlenecks taken out of the way. Which I think is just going to come down to it being able to generate those larger worlds that maybe the X would probably struggle with at a, at a higher resolution. Running it at yeah. 1080p, I think it, you're right, Donnie. I think it'll be totally fine. Not only that, but I mean, a lot of the appeal for this machine is going to be the, the lower price, but also xCloud. When xCloud launches, this could be your xCloud machine, essentially. I mean, obviously, your phone and tablet could be that too, but... If you want a physical box, yeah, Lockhart could be that machine, and I that mean, could be the aim of that as well. It still has an SSD in it, right? Yep. So, Kevin, it's going to be able to stream from memory as fast as, again, like it's going to be able to stream assets as fast from memory, the same as the Series X can. has the same bus. Yeah, and I don't think I don't necessarily know if it'll be supported. Like, it'll be supported probably for, throughout the entire generation, but I honestly oh, yeah. don't think either that it will decrease the power of games going forward or it'll hold games back the way kind of games were held back being developed for ps3 and ps4 at the beginning of this generation i think uh though that that was a bit of a different beast um whereas i think this time around i think again it's it's pc sliders at this point where games have been that fluid on pc forever now and i think it's just gonna be I said, maybe i don't understand it but the biggest thing that are holding games back from hitting stellar performance right now is has been the cpu and the old Jaguar CPUs are just outdated. And and we're not going to the next best thing. We're going to the future. <laughs> like the things that we're putting into to this Series S and the X model and the PS5, they're not just good parts on the shelf right now. 
They're the best parts on the shelf right now. Most folks in PCs don't have these yet. So we're getting that out of the way. And I don't know, I, I feel like we're reducing this entire conversation of game development down to like some specs on a spec sheet. That's yeah. really unnecessary. <laughs> and I realize why we do it. We do it because we want to, you know, value or validate our purchase decisions and we want to prove it to other people. And I get it. And I love doing it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not placing judgment at all. I just don't think game development is that simple. And I feel like sometimes we really try to make it that simple. It's like well, games won't be able to run. It doesn't have two and a half gigs. It's like, dude, they'll figure it out. <laughs> well, no, I mean, because you, you can play Minecraft on the most advanced computer in the world. And guess what? It still looks like crap. So it really doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> it's the game developers and what they're doing with it. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm like, I'm not sure. Like, there are certainly developers that can handle it, but I'm not sure every developer knows how to deal with accurately porting or, or well, having I think that's a why game that, developed on multiple platforms. I think that's why specs. that Lockhart mode is, is important, right? Because it sounds right. like from the game development kit, you literally just turn it on. It's yeah, if that's the case, then that's genius, and I and I get it. I'm just wondering. I, I want to see. I want to see it unveiled, and I want to see the comparisons there, and, and really how different it is. If if it's really even noticeable. Yeah. Um. As far as not being the same event, I'm a little bummed out by that. But I guess if you're going to have a stellar conversation about games, you'd also don't want to bog that down with console talk. Spread that out. I get that. I'm not happy about it because I feel yeah, like they need, they need to get this damn thing out and price and release date and everything and say here's here's how you can get it soon it is absolutely insane that we're looking at these things coming out in a couple months you know initially xbox was said it was coming out in august apparently it was the original rumor so yeah. like it, you so get it out here folks so i appreciate that with all that's going on in the world that things might have changed right so that's my only thing that i i can say that i can appreciate that i 100 get why you might move it back i'm okay with that if the thing isn't coming out to november at the end of the day feel like Jace, our friend Jace, Jace Plays Games, he would say the same thing. If you can't buy it until November, like it really doesn't matter if you make pre-orders available uh, July 23rd or August 23rd. It really doesn't matter. I, see, but, I think it does. But, if, depending on price and trying to swing new customers in, it absolutely does. If somebody's I love the playing hype. PS5, they need to know. I love the hype. And if they generate the hype, you want to take advantage of it. And I said the same thing about PlayStation 5. How many yep. people would have loved to have bought a PlayStation 5 three weeks ago? Yep. Like you, you are missing an opportunity if you deliver to cap to capture, you know, some goodwill there, but we'll see, you know, like I said, I, I do appreciate with all that's going on. It might not be that simple. It, it's also possible too. We might hear about the series X price before Lockhart. You never know. Could. Like they might say series X is available. The state at this price at the event. And then in August they announced Lockhart. I mean, it would be weird if they did it that way. Yeah. They could, now but they could, if they're releasing differently, Kevin alluded to that original rumor was that Series X would hit August, followed by Lockhart in November. If they still try to do that same thing, it's possible they could do that. Yeah, there's that too. I mean, it. it uh, I pointed out last month that uh, they added the Series X to the Xbox, the Microsoft Store, uh, pretty much around when the the uh, event was rumored to be supposed to be happening last uh, last month. So um, it's one of those things where they have the pre-order page up and ready to go. They're just waiting to hit that button sure. once the price is announced at this point. So I would imagine that there is a very real possibility that we hear about the price and the release date of Series X before then. And it might come out in, even if it gets shifted back from August, it might come out in October, even like a month early, even if they wanted to get out of, in front of Sony and then have Lockhart come out a month later. I still think uh, they're waiting know. on Sony. Yeah, I think this might be just as simple as that. They're just yep. waiting on Sony. They're not going to let last gen happen again. 
And it's so funny because I'm wondering, like, at this point now, I want to know how long will they wait? Like, yep. are we going to be in October before we get prices for both of these? Now, well, the it's going to be announced and be able, it's out now. Like, because <laughs> like the drinks are going to have it and not know what to charge for. They're going to have these. Oh, holy crap, dude. These PS5s came in. How much are they? They just don't work until they announce that day. <laughs> so literally the Sega Saturn all over again. Yeah. That's it. The Saturn. Uh, my bad. But uh, yeah, because I mean, they could always do what what PlayStation did with the PlayStation 4, where they announced the price the, and a, a month before it came out in Canada, they raised the price of the PS4 by $50 before right before it came out. Because because the the they weren't getting enough money off the uh, off the, the the versions. Of course, if you had already pre ordered, you'd locked in the original price. You guys yeah. have got to you subsidize. Do the same thing. You guys have to subsidize our American. Like they, we get the cheap prices, and they make the rest off of you. I mean, we we get we pay eighty dollars for games, and that's just how we do here. You know, yeah. that's just our thing. That's what it's like living in Canada and moose country. I would say shipping by moose isn't cheap, so of course it costs. Of course, of course. if you guys uh, just use trucks, you'd be fine. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. I mean, if they just Roads. drank water instead of maple <laughs> syrup, this wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, uh, the next news story I wanted to go and point out was that Phil Spencer was over at the Game Live keynote, and he talked about the PlayStation Five reveal and xbox series x and uh he he shared some executive niceties he congratulated he said he you know, contacted Shu, said he did a great job and you know said all the nice stuff and then he said the following just being honest i felt good after seeing their show i think the hardware advantages that we have built are going to show up as we're talking more about our games and frame rates and other things i thought the games lineup that we're going to have at launch i felt really good about and we got more clarity on what they're doing at their show which just helps us focus in on more of what we have. I think that will be a strength for us at launch. Is this just corporate speak or do you think he actually means it? I, I mean, I, he has to feel good about his launch lineup because I mean, like no matter what, even is if that be like, Sony has a we're in trouble. Lineup, right. And that's the thing. Is like, and, <laughs> and I think some of this is pure like corporate speak because it's like, Oh, this helps us get to focus in on more than what we have. Well, Uncle Phil, I'm sorry. If you don't have a game coming out at launch now, it ain't going to be ready in time for launch now. So you're, you're whatever you have, you're stuck with. Like that's not going to change. The only message that they can really manipulate at this point would be the pricing. If Sony goes first, then they can adjust if they want to, uh, or choose not to adjust if they want. To, if they say, "Well, we're we were planning on doing the same price, so we're good." You know, whatever the case that is, like that stuff, I feel is locked in. Other than the price, I don't. I mean, we've seen all these comparisons back and forth about these two consoles uh, hardware wise. I don't see how one has an advantage over the other as far as hardware is concerned. I do. Uh, for, two. for Series X and PS5. There's two of Go them. Um, Go they're very simple. And at the end of the day, I don't necessarily think you'll uh, like the picture you see on the screen. I don't mm -hmm. think will be evident of the power, but yeah. there are two factual differences between the two, like kind of the leg up one has on the other. The PlayStation 5 has a faster SSD by far, by like twice, yep. has a much yep. faster IO. You're going to see pop in in games and you're going to have load times or at least loading into games on Xbox that's slower than PlayStation 5. Sure. It's yeah. going to be hard to to say the otherwise. Now, Xbox might be able to optimize and, and code around it, you know, for some first party stuff. But I'm thinking Assassin's Creed, right? Same game, second plat two platforms. How do they stack up against each other? Probably going to have a lot less pop on, if any at all, on PlayStation 5. It might be no yep. pop in, right? Yep. Seamless fast travel. That could be couple second load time on xbox don't mm -hmm. like get it crazy it's not gonna be 10 minutes xbox right. also has an ssd it's still going to be fast mm -hmm. much faster than what we have now okay 
the Xbox GPU is better than the PlayStation 5. It just yep. is. They have more compute units. So their frame rates, their resolutions might be more steady, might be better. Of course, that's if the dev chooses to take it there. The dev yep. might just say, our game is 4K60, <laughs> right? They may never go higher than that. But we still see it even now on consoles. You get yep. 4K60, it gets busy, you get in combat, it starts to stutter a bit, it starts to drop. Those types of things might be less on Xbox because of the GPU improvement. Right. That's if, once again, like you said, if the developer takes advantage of that, if a developer is making something cross-platform, they may not want to spend extra won't. time. Code, right. That's a, that's my point is. So like, well, yes, these are advantages. What You know, th- these are great examples. These are advantages. These aren't necessarily things you can really mass market. Like Sony can sit there and say, we have no load times. And it feels like we have two seconds. Nobody's like, well, forget it. I'm out of Xbox for exactly. two seconds. Like those aren't advantages, I think, for either one. That are that are marketable advantages. I've been it's saying this on Game Tech for the price. three months. At the end of the yep. day, it's going to be very similar. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's going to be about the games and the pricing. You know, if they're if they're similar, it doesn't matter. If they're fifty bucks difference, it doesn't matter. You start talking a hundred or more, then that's going to matter. And then the games will matter to the person, you know, the player individually. I, you can't. I can sit here and say, I think Sony's lineup is better. You may say Xbox lineup is better. It doesn't matter. It's subjective. It really doesn't matter. Just have that offering, have a variety if possible, and you're fine. So I I think this was just pure corporate talk on on Phil, to be honest. He's putting a spin on things, but like, there's nothing really they can change and focus in on that they haven't already gotten done at this point. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way about it. I mean, for the most part, there's probably going to be very negligible difference between the two, and that's going to be fine. Like, it'll be slightly faster loading. On PlayStation, and it'll look slightly prettier on Xbox. Yep. Aaron, Aaron Greenberg did confirm they're not going to be doing like their own home webcams and stuff again. This is going to be a highly Thank produced. God. I don't know. I kind of missed that classic out of focus fuzzy look. It was great. <laughs> the green screen kid, kid running in the background. Yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed I it like for that. what it was. But I mean, at least he had the fridge. At least he had the fridge there. That's, that's not how you want to present your console. It's sure. a little different, right? <laughs> When you're scrolling through some trailers and stuff like that, that's okay. But when you're doing your actual console, your big first party reveal, Halo, Halo deserves better than that. Yeah. But it's also a bit of timing, too, because when they did that event, you have to remember it was at the beginning of COVID, Mm -hmm. where I think it was a month after that that Sony did their event and they had a lot more time and just people were able to probably more freely move around or they were a little better prepared for that. Because I would imagine. If it, if the timing was switched, you might have seen the reverse happen, where Sony would have had like a little budget set up the Microsoft. Yeah, because maybe ever like April May was when we were like starting to send people home, but not like everybody was like, or whatever, we're we going to work anymore. We're not going to work anymore. Like that was kind of a thing that was happening. Hey, if the Voice can do it on TV with having people sing concerts in their house, then Xbox can do it at home. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. they can. Oh, do yeah. it. it can be done. You send one producer over to film it. The only other thing I had on the the rumor mill was the the Fable account, the Fable account leak, and there there was also the Perfect Dark game account that doesn't appear to be, um, like they started tweeting and stuff that doesn't appear to be affiliated with Xbox, but the Fable one definitely is. It's registered yeah. to a Microsoft account, and uh, Greenberg said, uh, "What did he say? He said it's it's standard practice that they come, Which it and is. They, they claim their social media, except Fable's been around for fifteen years, and they just claimed it in March." <laughs> Well, the oh, hilarious thing was, been dead. was that, oh, yeah, we create, the, create these fit placeholder accounts all the time. And this one has been inactive for years, but it just joined Twitter yeah, in like, March of this they year. They just so, created it. So obviously, this is that's not the case of that one. So. Yeah, it's especially considering Fable's been an IP, right? It's been dormant, yeah. but it's still been an IP of Xbox for a decade. 
you think they've already had it. I feel like they did, didn't it? Because I feel like they it was there before. Do they just inactivate it and they would still hold on to the name then? I don't think you can on Twitter. I mean, maybe corporates, maybe corporations can or something, but well, see, that's, one, you could, that's how Bobby can't get Nintendo guru. This one clearly says it, that it was it. created in March, which I thought was interesting. And look, ultimately this is the worst kept secret in game. Like we've, well, yeah, I mean, we've been hearing know. about fable for two and a half years now. Like they're totally about to show us fable and I couldn't be more excited. <laughs> Yeah, and I I can't wait for the logo to go up on that Twitter handle and them start posting stuff too. It's gonna be great. And uh, look, mad respect to Aaron Greenberg for trying to to keep the to keep the secret. Like you right, like Kevin. I feel like you'd be perfect at that job. Like wait a minute, this is standard practice. This is nothing. <laughs> yeah, like this nothing. is this is nothing. We do this all the time, but you just did it yeah. in March. Ah, we've had it. Yeah. It's background. Don't worry about it. Of yeah, course, perfect dark game. Not affiliate with Microsoft. Operative for the Carrington Institute Xbox yeah. Series. They're they're trying to get a game made if it wasn't already. That's what they're trying to do. Um. So yeah, I think the the Fable thing is um. Look, you guys know like Fable as people as Xbox fans feel about Halo. That's how I personally feel about Fable, and I'm I'm just Jones to think of what Fable could look like from because you think of how good Forza looks and all that. Yep. Just Fable could could be great, which could set me up for for disaster like maybe it's it's something we don't want <laughs> i'll say if it's if it's something on a grand scales i would expect it to be i yeah. feel like they could announce it but that thing ain't coming out for at least another year if that's the case like they haven't worked on something you gotta figure they're working on something outside their wheelhouse if that's the case and you know they, they don't traditionally make rpg games so now they're gonna be making an rpg for the first time that needs to be bigger and grander than the other fable experiences i don't think a year is really the amount of time since they stopped working on the Forza one. So, but they have two different teams at Playground, though. Yeah. Where they right the, the second the second team, I think the, the um a lot of the members were, came off for the Horizon three. So it's been more than a year that they've been, been a few years targeting away on this. It's been a few years. Plus, we've we've heard that they are working with other teams at Microsoft on this game. It's not just them working mm. on this. So I would suspect that if it's not a launch day game, that it's a launch window game. Ooh, Even that's interesting. They are working a little bit out of their wheelhouse. I don't expect it launch window at all, but I would say next year. I definitely expect it next year. And I would say like early next year. I think you you kick with Halo, you give it some space, and then you follow it up with Fable. Yeah. Like it could be a, 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 the perfect summer game yeah. next year, I think. Yeah, it could be. It could be like March or Not April sure. or May, and you know, and then you kick it off like right as that, you know, the Halo starts to wind down. You throw in a couple other games, you know, and but then you come right back with your next big hitter, Fable, and that gets you into to winter for your second go around to, you know, to your Christmas season. That would be yeah. where I would put it, but who knows? So a quick question for you. Cause I, I honestly don't know. I'm not trying to call anybody out. So the team that does Forza horizon, that's the same team that does motorsport though, right? Well, there's different, no, there's different teams. You've got turn 10 that does motorsport. You've got okay. uh playground, which does okay. horizon. That's what I was saying. I'm like, I'm like, how is even a playground has two teams? I'm like, if you're saying the team that worked on three, is the one doing this one, then how did they do four and motorsport coming up? You're right. Okay. So different studio. That's fine. Okay. Well, not that, it's not, it's not uh, super uh, like lines are driven. They, it's kind of like uh, some other studios where team members go back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Is what we've heard is that gotcha. people work on both experiences or there are de- like, there were some members from the Forza Horizon team that went to work on Fable, but not everybody. Yeah. Gotcha. And you is might it? correct me if I'm mistaken here, but if I remember the original rumors right, and I feel like uh, me and Nathan have been talking about it for a long time, like two years ago is like when the news started to break, like, hey, 
Yeah. Like Playground's working on Fable. And yeah. and since then, they've been like hiring. They've become like a big team. I keep hearing that along the way. It's like they've added more and more people, more and more people. So like, who knows? Maybe they actually do split up at some point and kind of become their own thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm still very, very excited either way. Yeah. I'm interested to see too if they they utilize the Forza engine or if they're developing a new engine from scratch for this game or if it's un, if it's just Unreal Engine four or what exactly they're using to build this game too. Because uh, for example, if they're using the same engine as Forza, they might not have to like worry too much about that. Like because Forza is already an open world game, yeah, just like Fable. Yeah. So for the most part, a lot of this there might be a lot of crossover. So the development I think might not be as difficult as we're kind of making it out to be. Or at least that transition might not be. Could be. You never know. I, I just uh, like in my head, I have like Sea of Thieves, but awesome Fable game. <laughs> like that's all I've like the moment I set eyes on Sea of Thieves, I was like, this should be a Fable game. <laughs> Why are we boating? <laughs> so you want a here? really empty open world game that you have to play with other Come people on. that eventually gets updated no, every month? No, okay. just the looks. Oh, okay. They should take oh, that gotcha, engine gotcha. and make a Fable game. <laughs> You're right. I agree, though. I agree. It's too piratey, though. That's the problem. That is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get out here with answering the Xbox One question for this week. And it comes from Garrett, and he goes, what is the, quote, one more thing that would totally take you by surprise at July's Xbox event? Go, Ryan. I'm trying to think. I'm on the spot here. I'm trying to think of what, because I'm trying to think of, rack my brain of, of a franchise, and then I pull back that we because obviously the boring answer would be Fable or, or Dark. Let Kevin go, because I think I know Kevin's, and it would probably be mine, too. Ooh, go for it, Kevin. You think we're on the same? I do, yeah. Oh, because mine is Perfect Dark. I'm saying, because we don't know Oh, it's not. Then we're different. I mean, maybe maybe you have an answer I didn't think of. I'm thinking Perfect Dark would be the best thing. Show a trailer. Show how the game has changed and evolved from just being that, you know, GoldenEye clone, essentially. Sure. And and give it its own thing, kind of reinvigorate that franchise maker, gritty, you know. It could even just be a short teaser trailer, just her walking down a hallway here, like the click of the heels, like I'm Joanna Doc, blah, 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 you know, and just show some gunshots, some tech stuff going. I think that would get people cool. hype as a one more thing, because I don't think that's coming out. If it is announced, that's coming out for a while. Like that's going to be a down the pipeline type thing. I and think. that might be their thing. I was trying to think of it as um, what could what's something they could announce that I already am not expecting to announce that would be that one more thing. That's where I was going with it. But before I say it, I want to go back to your point. So if they take Joanna Dark and they make a game that's like Splinter Cell or Control, as is rumored, mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. We've yeah. had a few people yeah. that are like, no, I don't, I don't, like, I'm over it and all that. And I'm just like, man, everybody loves these types of games. And that's a perfect character to put in that type of yeah. environment. Shoot yeah. some guns, throw some stuff around. Like, I'm all for well, what it. If it's, what if it's like Metal Gear Solid Five? Yeah. And and it's right. Joanna Dark. Like, that would be amazing. That's what I mean. It'd be amazing. I don't want it. Like, Splinter Cell is fine. I just don't want it to be as stealthy as Splinter Cell got to be because it got to be too ridiculous. Like, I was thinking like Quantum Break. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, the one that I was going to say would, was I thought you were going to say is if they did Banjo or Conquer. Oh, oh, yeah, I did say that. Oh, darn. I, I said that last week. Too. I think they could close <laughs> the show with no gameplay, not just a teaser. Oh, yeah. We're making a Banjo game. Yeah. And people would get excited. That's the one more thing that would really get people. Like all they have to do is show them just rendered in the engine. Like that's it. don't even just show that like their silhouette and then spotlight on them or something like that, and you're boom, people will go nuts. Yep. And they need they need those family games besides Minecraft. They could pull somebody in, like the ukulele team or something, and have them do it. You know, like this is something they could farm out if they wanted to. Yeah. Like I'm all there for 
uh, Fable and for Perfect Dark. So I'm going to be mm-hmm. excited about those. But I was trying to think outside of what I'm expecting them to yeah, do. What could they yeah, do? I and I yeah. think that could be it. Mm-hmm. And and I'm in the same boat with my line of thinking. Because I had some time to think now. My fake an- first fake answer, Brute Force. Got to have a Brute Force. That, that's got to do we? right there. No, <laughs> we don't need to do that. Uh, second fake answer, Nightmare on Elm Street. Rare returns to Nightmare on Elm Street. And wow. No. Oh, Real my answer. God. Real answer. Mechasol. What if it's mech assault? That does nothing for me that? either. Would, but it's got mechs. It's got the future. It it's is cool. Awesomeness. Mechs are would, cool. Um, that's what so, I would love to see. I mean, again, I'm also looking for something unexpected. And yeah. that's the the one Xbox franchise that it's been sitting around forever. Just like Crimson Skies is another good one, too. If they did a new Crimson Skies, I think that would be amazing, too. Of like a new franchise that the, uh, or an uh, existing franchise that we haven't heard about for years that would be unexpected that they could do a one more thing. Obviously, I think really the real one, one more thing is Kevin said it best. It's perfect dark. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I, you have great points. And I, I feel like those are possibilities, but those would be like in the middle of everything else they announced. That. I don't see that being, like, by the way, one more thing, Mech Assault 3. And everyone's like, yeah, instead what? of that, I would actually rather one of these developer rumors come true. I would love to see them introduce. There's a lot of rumors going around that they that they're after either the astronauts or blooper team. There's a lot of different things out there saying that they could be in on those. So I would I would. I would like to think that if they could get an actual developer that has some games behind them, that maybe that could be like a big announcement. Like, what hey, if the one know. more thing was uh, uh, the room goes black, right? And then you just you hear nothing, and all of a sudden you hear "Get over here!" and you find out that they bought WB Games. Oh, God. So that's the type of stuff that Kevin's looking for. Yeah. <laughs> like now you're starting to win happen, Kevin hearts over. Yep. Let's, I mean, let's bring back Batman. Let's do Mortal Kombat. Let's go. Having Microsoft own Mortal Kombat, I think that would be amazing. Or Killer Instinct could be another one of those games too that might not be the one more thing, but I would love to see them do like another Killer Instinct game as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. That's it, Kev. That's all I got. So, all right. Thank you, everybody. But a special thank you, of course, to our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw Barboni, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Mike Massick, the Eggshen, Zach Bradshaw, and of course, can't forget my buddy Nick Fahaba. Thank you all for your love and support. And if you want to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you very much, Ryan Turfer. Where can people find you if they don't already know for some weird reason? Well, I mean, you never know. A lot of people might not know me. So you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. That's T-U-R-F-O-R-D, because everybody always asks. Uh, you can also find me on the Xbox Drive uh, every single week, which is our weekly Xbox show. Uh, myself and Sean Capri record every single week. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Xbox Drive or podcast services around the globe. Uh, I also do a weekly Xbox 360 show called The Roundabout, which is part of the Xbox Drive. So you can find that on the feed there. And uh, yeah, that's those are the places you'll find me. All right, Donnie, where can people find you, sir? Find me at Play Nintendo everywhere. And you can find me everywhere at PSVG Kevin. You can follow the website, of course, head on over to PSVG.blog to find links to all the things, including our amazing Discord community and jump in that conversation and watch Donnie and I argue for hours and hours on end when we both should be working, but instead we're arguing about stupid things like demos. Uh, but Dude, thank you're totally you right. The Control DLC, not good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was thinking about picking it up, but now I'm not so sure. <laughs> it's not super great. Well, Kevin's right every once in a while. Um, so thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you for hopefully telling a friend. Thank you, Ryan, again for joining us this evening. And in the words of Uncle Phil, there is no power greater than X.